Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. And you are tuned into page one with LeVar and Mary. I am LeVar, and of course, I am always joined by my wonderful friend out on the West Coast, where one week from today, we will join them as being officially reopened for business. <laughs> How are you, Mary? I am good. Hot. I'm hot. I have heard. I have heard that it is hot there. I have heard it is hot in Arizona. I have heard. Uh, I think you guys are now in triple digits. Am I mistaken? Uh huh. It's time. Summertime has hit. Summer, summer, summertime. Uh, so that that is. So is that officially the start to hot girl summer, as they say? <laughs> Out here. <laughs> sure. It goes year round. <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah, I. It is hot here in the Midwest. Uh, hot by means of like mid nineties, where the temperature is about ninety one, ninety two ish. Um, so we're getting there. Um, I guess right after Labor Day. I guess too, right? You know, actually, here's the weird thing. Humid, not so much, but it. You're gonna feel the ninety one, ninety two. Luckily, it's not that humid. Um, so it's still a little bit on the warm side, <laughs> but, uh, not bad for now. Uh, I'll you come back to me in about two or three weeks from now, and I will pretty much, uh, uh, probably be complaining about the temperature, but that's the weird thing. Now I've been last year, I went out that way and I went to, uh, Arizona as well. And here's the weird thing, a humid here is kind of unbearable. Out there, can it be? Yes. Arizona's more like a dry heat. It didn't bother me. But uh, here's like, when it gets hot, it just gets hot, and it gets humid, sticky, uh, and I don't even want to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, for all of you, uh, we've been off for the last week. How was your Memorial Day? Uh, it was busy. <laughs> it was very busy. Um, it was a busy, very busy weekend. It was very emotional. Um, but it was good. It was a very good day. Um, and then on top of that, I got to really reconnect with some people um, regarding the reason for Memorial Day. So I got to talk through, you know, talk through a bunch of that stuff as well. How was your Memorial Day? Uh, my Memorial Day was 
a Memorial Day in which, well, uh, I'm I'm willing to share with the audience here, but uh, my Memorial Day wasn't really a Memorial Day this year because I actually uh, am one of the many people, I am sure, that suffers from gout. So, unfortunately, uh, a flare-up has kind of uh, ruined the start to my summer, but I will tell you that I am, I, I still kind of did what I had to do. I relaxed. Um, it felt weird because you know what? For those of you who listen to this show, uh, up until last, week, we hadn't missed the uh, we hadn't missed a Friday night with you. <laughs> so it felt yeah, weird. it has been a while. Yeah, it felt weird not being here, but I think it was good time to rest and then recharge and then come back. So I hope that you all missed us. <laughs> um, I know I did. I, I I I bet you did. I did too. It felt weird because, like, when I'm not here, because this is like home. This is like our home away from home, and we get a chance to do this. And for those of you who are first-time listeners or for those of you who are long-time listeners, I hope you know that we're here almost every Friday night, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock Central out on the West. It is exactly uh, 7 o'clock prime time, as I always like to put it. Uh, So... No, and we, we love being here with you. Also, I'm glad that you reminded me of that because, programming note, uh, this Sunday night, uh, 411 Lounge returns here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. Uh, Jillian Jansen is my guest. I'm looking forward to this one because she is a very popular person. Uh, you will hear more of her story and this is her first time on the 411 Lounge. I'm kind of excited to have her, uh, and we'll sit, we'll chat, and I, I always feel great about every show, and I know that this one's going to be interesting, too, because uh, a lot of different questions that I have for than the norm that you're used to, but you know that if you listen to the 411 Lounge. So Sunday night, 9 o'clock, uh, this Sunday, which would be June 6th, because today's June 4th, but June 6th. 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, New 411 Lounge, Jillian Jansen. You'll see more details over on Twitter at NewsComicBTR. So glad we got that out of the way. Um, but, yeah, with that, uh, we are now in the month of June. So I know. This year. It's so weird. This is now, we're at the halfway point of the year. Um, and I guess from an almanac standpoint, uh, this is – and I hope I get everything correctly here. This is National DJ Month, <laughs> which I did not know. Uh, so to uh, my friends uh, that I do uh, other programs with, uh, with uh, DJ FX and uh, DJ Wahid, happy DJ Month to you guys. Uh, it is also <laughs> African American Music Appreciation Month, National Zoo and Aquarium Month, it is also LGBTQIA Pride Month, Pride Month, uh, which definitely uh, learned the history. You know, of course, uh, an important month to uh, definitely uh, reflect and also uh, enlighten ourselves and learn more uh, in regards to uh, why this month is so important. Uh, it is also Men's Health Month. Uh, it is also National Fresh Fruit and Vegetables Month, National Candy Month, which I think is the 
irony of it all. <laughs> that you have Fresh Fruit and Vegetables Month and National Candy Month in the same month. Yeah, no, that's that. Well, you know, you need your. Uh, no, there's no way I can get around it. <laughs> no, you can't. You can. <laughs> it is also National Camping Month, uh, National Caribbean American Month, National Country Cooking Month, National Dairy Month, the Great Outdoors Month, Headache and Migraine Awareness Month, which I can relate uh, because with headaches, especially either whether it's tension headaches or whether it's sinus headaches, Definitely, and it, with migraines, and I know a lot of friends who suffer from those. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, National Home Ownership Month, National Ice Tea Month, Papaya Woo-hoo. Month, PTSD Awareness Month, Safety Month, Soul Food Month, uh, Turkey Lovers Month. Uh, but yeah, those are the months that we are celebrating. I got a lot to as, celebrate this month. Yeah, uh, and actually, as of today. I can tell you, uh, with this being June 4th, uh, I know that you partook in it earlier today, but it is National Donut. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> totally got the donuts. And this is where totally I'm disappointed. Because A lot of good donuts. I know, and I'm disappointed because I don't have, like, the Simpsons clip of uh, Chief Wiggum, where he's like, donuts, I got donuts. That, that's that's the one I count. <laughs> now, what's your favorite donut? That's my question. Yes. Oh. <laughs> going on a political answer. Okay. Uh, um, I, I I'm a fan of, and some people call it different things, but most most places it's the sour cream donut that like kind that's uh, like old fashioned. It's a little bit like an oh. old-fashioned donut, um, glazed, or um, I do like a blueberry donut. Um, those are good. Um, not as big of a fan of the cream filled, but mm. topping-wise, there's not much that I won't eat on a donut. There's not very many donuts I won't, you know, look at and go, you belong in my belly. So, now, yeah. why are you not a fan of the cream filled donuts? So, I mean. But you said jelly. I think it's uh, like it doesn't seem like I think it's I think it's a texture and a like it's like my brain can't wrap around it. But jellies, I don't know why it's cream more than jelly. But jelly, I'm okay with cream. It sounds like you, it's like this sounds like well, you know, I got time. We got time tonight. Now this sounds almost like a uh like a Dr. Phil type of issue. So I I guess now yes. I'm kinda curious. I'm very curious. Now, is it... Like, what ruined my liking of cream-filled donuts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> was, was there an experience that you went through? Not not that, you know, anybody else is listening in, but is there an experience that you went through with cream-filled donuts that you just had? Or is it like the fact that you don't know when you're going to come up on that fight or it might be too much or it might be one cream that you might not like I, I, or it reminds you of something? It, what, the, what's the, what it, is the deal? What is the deal? Um, I think <laughs> I think the cream in a donut. And this, oh, all right. I got to be careful about how I say this. No, um, no, I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going to go. Of going. <laughs> it's 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 no. fine. We're all family here. We're all family here. No, the cream in the donut reminds me of pudding. 
and pudding and donuts don't go along. Like they don't go together in my in my head. Like you, you can't have pudding and donuts. And I think that's what it is. I think it's a it's a I don't want to say texture, but it is kind of like the the consistency and the flavor. My head's like, no, you don't put a you don't put pudding in it. It's not a pudding pop, okay? Um, so. <laughs> You know that, that that almost disappointed me because that wasn't where I was going with that. But anyway, <laughs> with the pudding, I don't know. I'm trying you know, to avoid where you're going. I'm trying to avoid that. I, where I, was going to I go. know exactly where you're trying to lead me to, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> tried, I tried, but the, <laughs> not going there tonight. Um, not tonight. Not tonight. Satan. You're gonna be good for the month. <laughs> I that's what I thought, but um, yeah, I I get it though, because you know some places can overdo it, and I remember mm-hmm. a long time ago there was a particular donut place that did something for Valentine's Day, where it was a heart shaped donut that had brownie batter as like the filling, and it mm-hmm. was way too much sweetness because it was already a bunch of like chocolate on top of it and then to add that out mm-hmm. even batter mixture I'm like I'm like I'm off the wall. <laughs> it was too much sugar. It was way too much. So I, I get it. I get it. Uh but with this being June fourth, it is National Clean Beauty Day. National Old Maids Day. Cheese Day. Me. Cognac Day. Hug Your Cat Day and National Safe Day along with National Donut Day. Uh, tomorrow brings you National Gingerbread Day, uh, National Moonshine Day, uh, National Black Bear Day, National Bubbly Day, Prairie Day, Trails Day, and one day in which I don't know how I feel about it, but it is National Veggie Burger Day. Um, With bacon. You know how I feel about veggie burgers. I'm telling you, there's some good veggie burgers out there, and you just add a little bit of bacon, and it's not a veggie burger anymore. <laughs> yeah, like you did. Like you did. <laughs> Add real bacon to a veggie burger. <laughs> um, and then also June 6th, of course, is the observance of D-Day, uh, National Eyewear Day, National Higher Education Day, uh, National Gardening Exercise Day, Yo-Yo Day, Applesauce Cake Day. Uh, it is also National Cancer Survivors Day. So you'll see in a lot of cities and towns, uh, runs or virtual runs this year uh, for cancer survivors going on uh, this weekend, especially on Sunday. It is also National Drive-In Movie Day. Do you hmm. remember the first drive-in movie that you ever saw? Superman. Ah. Yes. Awesome. Yes, it was Superman. Hmm. Um, uh, it was in Illinois, and it was Superman, and then Superman 2. So I got to watch them as a double feature. Yep, those were the two. What was your first one? You know what? I went, and I can't remember the name of it now. (laughs) That's bad. I can't remember, because I've only seen one. Growing up in the the urban city, you're not going to find too many drive-in movie theaters. So uh, being... College was kind of out in the open 
farmlands. I went to one, and the sad thing is that I don't remember the movie that was playing. It was on while I was on a date, oh, and I went. No! Don't recall the movie that played. That is, uh, I'm normally good about that stuff because I either remember, it was a really good date or you just got a really bad memory. It's one or the other. Uh, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> probably a lot more leaning towards column B. But I—that's bad. I don't remember the movie that was playing. I do remember uh, a date that I had with someone, and I remember at that time it was one of the first dates we had, and the movie that we went to go see was the uh, movie was it American Beauty, which is such a dark mm-hmm. comedy slash. Uh, Drama, drama. Right. I was like, it's an interesting first date movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? That's what I went to go see. I, 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 yeah, there's a few. I can we could do like a half hour or hour to like interesting dates, people, and what they did or where they've gone. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, that would be fun. Yes, coming up throughout the week though. Uh, June 8th is Call Your Doctor Day, which is the second Tuesday in June, also National Best Friends Day. Uh, And then on June 10th, and I'm only mentioning this because I know uh, how my wonderful friend here uh, would like to celebrate, but June 10th is National Egg Roll Day. So if you didn't know that, yeah, go on out and do that. Um, Still a hell of a program tonight because we do have stories. And we haven't been with you, but still ahead, of course, if you are with us, Retro Moment of the Week coming up. Uh, One of them I know that Mary will like. Not so sure about the other one. (laughs) 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 We'll also take a look at what's trending. Also, we will bring back, or attempt to bring back, the Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. That's going to be scary. Yeah, that that can be scary, and it can be fun. And uh, You know what? I explained to someone, because they said, oh, you know, uh, do you have the word picked out? I said, that's not fun if I pick it out ahead of time. So as most of you who uh, listen to this show know, I don't know it, and Mary doesn't know it, until I actually go to the website and pick it out at random. That's the fun of it all. Urban Dictionary Word of the Week coming up later tonight. Also, a commentary, one that I had ready for last week, but my speech to the class of 2021, which is coming up in a few minutes. Uh, But there were a few stories this week, uh, stories that we had for you from last week as well. I think the one, and I'm not familiar uh, with this young lady or her work, um, but one of the things that I know that has been trending over the last few days uh, that has been talked about is uh, Joe, uh, and I hope I pronounced this correct. I don't want to get it wrong. Is it Jojo Siwa? It's Jojo Siwa, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Yes. Uh, but she is about to star in a new movie called Bounce. And she is hoping that a kissing scene will be removed between her and a male co-star ahead of filming the project. She says, I'm not about it. I'm trying to get it pulled so bad. It'll happen. You'll get pulled. 
She explained that she's in love with her girlfriend, Kylie Prue, and doesn't feel comfortable kissing anyone else. She says, I'm madly in love, and I do not want to kiss another human, she said, especially because it's a man. She also expressed concern that fans will interpret the scene as JoJo Siwa kissing someone, not the character. That's what they look at me as, not some character, not some fictional thing, and so it's going to be a little weird. So, according to Deadline, Alice is about a teenage girl who makes a Christmas Eve wish to trade her family for a new one. Uh, her wish is granted, and she finds herself bouncing into the lives of other girls and living Christmas Day on repeat, learning the value of family, finding your voice, and the power of love. Uh, after the publication of her uh, interview, she hit Twitter to say that the film's creators have been super supportive of her. My friends at Paramount and my friend are 1,000% supportive of me and assured me that I don't have to do anything I don't want to do ever. She says, I'm so excited to make the movie bounce, I couldn't have uh, better people to make it with. But I know that there have also been some actors online who have also stated that it's just a movie and that one would not get anything confused from JoJo the person compared to a character that she is playing. Would you get that confused if you saw her in a movie kissing a man would be the question. And is it something that – because we've seen other films – where, almost uh, years ago, where people did kiss some scenes and it meant nothing. But I guess the question here tonight is, um, is it one of those things where you would probably think twice if she kissed Anne and we see? God no. Uh, okay, and and maybe it's because I'm a little bit more on the mature side of. You know, I'm not a fan of her work. I'm I'm not a fan of her, and not not saying that like oh I'm not a fan, not like that. But I just I don't watch her stuff. I don't. She's not my. She doesn't appeal to my demographic, and so I've never really watched anything. So that's why I say I'm not a fan. Um, but I've heard enough about her, and honestly, if it's that big of a deal, it's one scene, and unless it's that main scene. Even, no, I'm going to take that back. Even if it's the main scene, you're paid to be an actor. There are plenty of straight and gay actors out there that play it straight and gay. I'm All not familiar with her work. I, I, I didn't even know who she was until last year when I think I saw something. And I was like, I would hope that her fan base, and I, and I hope that she's not doing it based on, and I, and I get it, if you're not comfortable with it, thousand percent don't do it uh if right. it is for the rationale if it's for the rationale of um uh, of only kissing the one that you love i get that and i i wholeheartedly approve of right. that uh if it was for sure. the rationale of you thinking that your fan base is going to get you confused with you versus the character i would come to think that even if your fan base was a little younger that they know that it is a movie and that you are portraying a character. I don't know where the pressure came from, if it was something that she thought about or something that somebody told her, but but then again, I don't know what her fan base is. Is it like the teeny bopper set? Is it... uh, Yeah, it's a younger, younger age group. So I get it. Um, I would hope that it is for the effect of what she's 
thing on the first end. If it's for the thing of hoping that, you know, or thinking that your fan base is going to think something different, I think that you're underestimating your fan base's um, I'd be, I'd be offended as part of the fan base if they were saying, hey, my fans will get me mixed up with the character on screen. Really? Thanks. Thanks a lot. You think I'm dumb? Like, that would be as a fan, if I was a fan. Um, my big thing, if Paramount is such as willing to work with her on this, and this is such a big deal, which it may, for whatever reason, she's bouncing into other women's lives, Right? Mm-hmm. For the movie, mm-hmm. bounce into a life of JoJo Siwa, hmm. and be like, "This character is JoJo Siwa, and she is a lesbian, or she's bi, or whatever." I forgot what she came out as. I think she came out as a lesbian, um, but she she is, you know, she's part of this the LGBTQIA community, and just and and play that. Be like, "Here's your if you're so concerned." If that is such a concern, you're bouncing into other people's lives, bounce into hers. I think that would be then awesome. you, as you, are playing a character as you, and you can they play it however it. you want to play it. I think that would be awesome, and I hope that that's where they go with that. I think that the best thing, instead of something that she's uncomfortable with, is going with something that she's comfortable with. I hope they do that. Right, so, and then, then she can still end up kissing the boy at some other time because then it's like, wait, she played a different character. She was, that was Jojo Siwa over there. Okay, so this must be a different woman's life. So that woman must be straight. Yeah. I have solutions. Uh, hey, you got to work at Call wow. me up. I got solutions. <laughs> I know, you got to work at Hollywood Paramount. can call me up. There yep. you go. Call me up. He's on the, on the phone right now. Uh, before I go into tonight's commentary, I thought that this story was very interesting because we didn't get a chance to talk about it when it happened last week. Uh, but it was in regards to uh, a school uh, down in St. John's, Florida, where parents and students are criticized the Florida high school for digitally altering photos in a yearbook to cover up nearly 100 female students whose clothes the school officials deem too immodest. Uh, a freshman at the school said, it, I kind of laughed at first and was confused. When I saw how many girls it happened to, I was really angry and it really upset me that they went through and looked through girls' photos like that. Before and after photos show clear, almost whimsical digital edits used to cover up things like exposed shoulders and low necklines for some students. But what really is driving the uproar is that none of these students or their parents were consulted about the changes. School's yearbook coordinator, who is a teacher, decided that the photos were out of dress code and did some of the editing. Some parents and students have previously complained that the district's uh, dress code is sexist, noting that more than 80% of infractions over the last three years have been issued to female students and that a photo of male students in swim briefs by a pool made it into the yearbook without editing. Uh, The student goes on to say that this is knowingly supporting the sexualization of young females' bodies. We are not adults, we are children. They're making it seem like there's something about our bodies we should hide. Uh, The school said the decision was made not to edit any team or club photos, that the high school's website says that all student pictures in the yearbook, quote, may be digitally adjusted if they don't conform to the school's district code of conduct. Uh, One person said her daughter's yearbook picture was edited to add more shirt coverage and was outraged with the school's actions. 
They said they think that it sends a message that the girls should be ashamed of uh, their growing bodies. They think that it's a horrible message to send out these young girls that are going through these changes. The school is offering yearbook refunds to anyone who complains about the uh, changes and wants to turn in their yearbook. Um, what say you? Here's the thing. I saw some of the photos. I didn't think it was a big deal. Uh, I did not know that uh, <laughs> the school would probably come down that heavy, but to pretty much kind of focus on so many students. And, and here's the thing. Even before picture day, if you were so worried about potential things happening, I'd almost rather you just have somebody there that just says, that's okay, or could you kind of readjust it to cover up than to just go and make the decision to digitally alter photos? I Okay. Where do we start? Um, yeah, there's a lot of places to start on this. <laughs> so we'll start at the end and work our way backwards. So the you can get your refund for your yearbook if you turn it in. Um, because you're complaining about it being digitally altered. If I got a yearbook in high school, I'd want to keep the yearbook, but I'd want that to show me as myself. Now, this is a obviously I'm a person that I'm looking back at my high school, you know, that had happened years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So when I get to look back at my yearbook photos, I get to go, oh my God, I was so dumb. Oh, my God, that was so great. Or, oh, my God, look at that hairdo. Like, those are the memories I get to look back at, so why would I want to turn it in? I also don't want it altered. Um, If there is a dress code for the school, they shouldn't have been able to get the pictures because that dress code should have been observed from the moment they walked into the school. It's not like these are all seniors, so there's part of it. So if they were senior fit, you know, like photos that you took outside of the school with no dress code necessarily, you still have to get those approved before you send them in for the high school, for the yearbook. You know, nope, mm-hmm. that won't work. Sorry, that, that doesn't meet our dress code. On picture day, if it doesn't meet the dress code, like who is watching these kids on picture day? Right. There should have been adults going, hey, your outfit doesn't meet dress code. And then the pictures are, like, they should have been like, nope, here's a here's a, here's a a uh, cardigan you can put on. Here's a, um, a shirt, a polo shirt to put over top. Whatever the case may be, these fit dress code, and now your outfit that you had picked out that doesn't meet dress code is ruined. But at least it's ruined on picture day. It shouldn't have gotten to the point where pictures were taken, everything was sent out, and then they digitally altered them. And even better than that, the digital altering, yearbooks take months to create. So that altering was probably done way uh, a, a, a while ago to where they could have easily said to a parent, hey, by the way, we're altering your student's picture because it didn't meet dress code, to which a parent could say, okay, or no, Here's a different picture you could use, um, or take a different picture and here you go. The fact that sticks me the most, and this is the one that I kind of waited till last to say, is that it sounds like they were targeting 
and it and I don't want it to be this way, but it sounds like they were targeting women. No, you could say it they because were that's targeting how I felt. Girls. Because I was like, for a hundred girls' pictures were digitally how edited. How many boys' like, pictures were altered? Probably not. How many not. boys' pictures were altered? Probably none or a little bit. They didn't even say they're, that. They're, like, and the fact you left the swimsuit photo in there. Right. Hey. Well, no, they were saying that none of the none of the sports ones were altered. So these were like class photos of the kids sitting there smiling with the the gray and red background with the lights. Mm-hmm. So again, that should have been done on picture day. It should have been taken care of on picture day. The fact that you're pointing out to, to everyone, without pointing it out to everyone, hey, we've altered all these girls' photos. That is a very, very, very bad place to be. It is it is sexist. Now, do I agree with some of these girls what they wear anywhere? Some of these young kids, no. Like there are days when it's like I'm an old lady and I go, Hey, you need to cover up But that's one individual. I'm not going to every girl that's under the age of eighteen and going, You a hoe, you need to be wearing something else. Are you shaking it's your important to stay off your lawn? Then, yeah. Stay off my lawn. Um, it's just, it, it's as a woman, I already have a lot of my friends, and I have dysmorphia, either body dysmorphia or um, just like for me, it's I don't. I think mine's not necessarily the body, but I just have a, um, an, uh, I have a, I have a, a skewed look at myself. Like, I can sit here and say, without batting an eyelash, and you know this, that I don't think that I am a very attractive person, whereas someone else looking at me could say, are you stupid? And in my head, I hear both sides of that argument happening. Now, which one wins out today? It depends. Tomorrow, it could be different. You know, I might be on fire tomorrow, and today I might not feel it. But that's, I know that I have to deal with that. And I, I also recognize that I, my friends deal with it, too. And I'm a grown woman. These are teenagers. These are impressionable girls. Right. I did my darndest to make sure that the girls that my my kid hung out with, that everybody that came into my life was like, here's the thing. You have to learn to be confident in yourself. I'm never going to lie to you. But I'm also not going to point at you and make you point and and make a point to say here's all the flaws. And these are the things you need to change because if it's not something that you need to change, then don't. Right. And that's the yearbook. That yearbook is doing that. A a teacher is doing that. The school, regardless of whether the school knew about it or didn't, is doing that. But they had a faculty member that was do. They're doing that regardless of whether or not they said directly to those children you aren't good enough by digitally altering those pictures they're saying to those girls you're not good enough and that's not right right i couldn't agree more um you know this could have been handled way better um and that's a shame that especially for those that are seniors that they had to deal with this um you know this year and hopefully it is a learning lesson going forward for the school and for its students and something that they can all, you know, hopefully, uh, like I said, talk, sit down, talk, learn from. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw that story, and I'm kind of glad. 
Well, in a way, the story that we're going to do after the break has something to do with a bit more. It's some remarks that Demi Lovato uh, made last week that I felt was kind of interesting and wanted to touch on those. So we'll touch on that after the break. Also, after the break, can wearable devices save your relationship? Think about that. <laughs> That's going to be one of our uh, closing topics uh, as we uh, wrap up the show tonight. But think about that one. We'll also have what's trending. We'll have the Urban Dictionary Words of the Week coming up in moments. We will have – got a lot. We're, we're, we're a little bit past the halfway mark. I smell that we're going into overtime tonight on the show. Uh, all of that, plus uh, right now as we go into commentary, which is my – Class of 2021 speech, but of course, you know, I am never asked to give speeches. So I felt that the best way that I can probably talk to the class of 2021 tonight is just by saying, first of all, congratulations, you did it. You know, it's perhaps your class in hindsight that would be the ones to go through so much in just a short period of time. You had to go through a pandemic, you had to go through the wildest political times in our nation's history and growing up a little quicker. And as you prepare for college or the real world, I have some pearls of wisdom for you tonight. Hopefully some of you will take it seriously, (laughs) and it's perhaps jokingly at best, but just like the popular sunscreen song, which you'll have to ask your parents about, which happened back in 1999, um, just a few of my observations. One, there's no need to hoard products. Toilet paper will be there in some form or another. This current experience taught us that doing the right thing in a panic yields success sooner than later. Two, my pearl of wisdom, political affiliation, just like your race, sexual orientation, or background, is not a grounds to hate someone. Don't act like some of the other kids, I mean adults, that you've seen this past year. Three, Science is still a guideline and should be taken seriously. Bet you paid a little bit more attention this year to that subject, didn't you? (laughs) Four, new age math, it's overrated. I've seen your little brother and sister try to figure out my change from $19.78 when I gave them $20. Just use your phone. It has a calculator. And five, the same adage applies to life. Love yourself, family, and friends. Live, explore the outside, and just know that there's a world out there that needs you to be alert. Learn. Learn about others. You become more worldly and less volatile when you do. Laugh. It's the best medicine. Always remember those things. So congrats on your accomplishment, and remember that you may be growing up, but you'll always be in your parents' eyes, your little one. You'll understand that when you're pretty much giving this speech years from now to your own. And also, when you do, uh, have money ready, too, because I'm sure that that experience won't change as well. They'll need something for food or an app or something else that is going to be popular at that time. But, hey, congrats, class of 2021. We'll be right back in just a moment with tonight's retro moment of the week. But first, this is page one here on Blog Talk Radio. Ragu introduces Chicken Tonight Simmer Sauces, and suddenly everybody's saying, I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. 
Choose from four new sauces. Each one's made with real vegetables and herbs. So you can make dishes like country French chicken and chicken cacciatore. Just brown the chicken, simmer, and serve. I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. New chicken tonight simmer sauces from Ragu. Chicken tonight. your youngsters a lot of pleasure with Kool-Aid. You know it's pure and good. It has the Parents Magazine seal. And it's so thrifty. A five-cent package makes two full quarts. Just add Kool-Aid to water with ice. Add some sugar and stir. For the very best drink you ever made. Be sure that the envelope says Kool-Aid. Listening to Page One with Lavar and Mary on Block Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. Complimenting someone on their weight loss 
can be as harmful as complimenting someone on their weight gain in regards to talking to someone in recovery from an eating disorder. Um, she said, if you don't know someone's history with food, please don't comment on their body because even if your intention is pure, it might leave that person awake at 2 a.m. overthinking that statement. Uh, she continued pretty much by saying, does it feel great? Yeah, sometimes, but only to the loud-ass eating disorder voice inside my head that says, see, people like a thinner you or, quote, if you eat less, you'll lose even more weight. But it can also sometimes suck because then I start thinking, well, damn, what they think of my body before. Uh, and then she said, moral of the story, I'm more than the shell for my soul that is my body, and every day I fight to remind myself of that. So I'm asking you to please not remind me that that is all people see of me sometimes. Uh, she's been, like I said, very candid. And I guess, you know, I really did not think of it that way until she said it that way. Because, you know, a lot of times, and I, I guess this comes to that whole thing of people now having, we're in different times now where people have to, even if it is meant as a compliment, or even if something is meant as uh, encouraging, that even now we kind of have to be, and I guess this is where I get confused, and I'm hoping that someone can guide me. Because if someone was, because I know some people who sometimes will fish for that compliment, who will say, hey, you know, what do you think? But now it's almost kind of like you kind of have to, what's the word I'm looking for here, kind of deflect the conversation for fear of maybe saying something that may be offensive. Because in times like this where things are changing so much, I guess my question is how does one tiptoe through this while they're looking to give compliment, but at the same time they maybe don't want to raise that little voice in someone's head so that they're not awake at 2 a.m. wondering, well, Doggone it. Well, if they noticed that, then I must have been really like blank before then. What did you think about uh the comments she made regarding that? Um I am okay we've already talked about I've already got a skewed view of myself and I think a lot of women tend to. And there are plenty of men that do as well. So uh mm -hmm. it's not just a lady thing. Um um I think it's a human thing is what I was trying to get at. Um, but for her, definitely she's saying for her, please don't mention it. That's great. Uh, you know, thank you for telling me. I won't give you those kind of compliments. I won't be mentioning about you, that you are more that you are more than just the shell that walks around. You're more than the, uh, the meat-covered mech suit that is wandering around with your brain and heart and soul inside of it. However, I'm also that heartless person, I guess, um, that that meat popsicle that wanders around the earth with a heart, soul, and brain is what I see. And that's that's the person that I'm encountering. And if I see that you're wearing a great outfit, I'm going to say something. If I think your shoes look cute, I'm going to say you have cute shoes. And if you've, if you've lost some weight, I'm not going to say it as like, whoa, you've lost weight. It's going to be like, hey, you look really good today. 
Now, I guess, uh, and I'm going to probably get people that hate me, so at me if you want to. I'm not going to even say don't at me. Um, I think we've become too sensitive at some point. I'm not saying that it's wrong, and I do understand the staying up at four, you know, until 4 a.m. with your wheels turning, but that's an anxiety thing, and at some point you have to control the disorder. You know, you have to give yourself a way to put order into your chaos, however that is. And I'm not saying that it's an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination. I know it's not. Um, but there are tools out there for people to use to help you do that. Um, and friends and family usually also help along the way. I just, people are too sensitive. Take it as a compliment. There are compliments out there, but sometimes that's all people know. It's like, hey, you used to be a larger woman. You have put in the work and the effort to lose some weight, and hey, congratulations. I don't know how that's a bad thing if that's what you were planning on doing. If you were sick, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's you know, coming correct. from like a hurt standpoint to trigger those things, and I think that's where now, that's where I'm more confused, and I'm hoping if there's a specialist out there, please guide us, because there, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many things that people try to want to do to lift each other up, and when things like this occur, it's not meant to be coming from a place of, oh, you lost weight, to be like that. But they noticed something about you, and they saw that you are either bettering yourself or you're trying to better yourself, and they're kind of cheering you on. But I think now it's gotten to a point of where people are afraid to do that cheering on because they don't know if it's going to be something that's going to affect your method of thinking. And I think that's where I'm coming from as a place of concern because I really wasn't aware of something like that until she said that statement. And it makes me wonder if other people who are in the same boat feel that way or if it's something where you'll kind of have to read who you give, uh, you know, your kudos to. Uh, Right. I think that's where the confusion reigns, and I'm hoping, you know, there's more in the days to come that someone can come out and just – Here's the thing. I get it. Uh, Demi Lovato is probably one of, uh, when it comes to uh, different things that are going on, uh, from because she really has been through a lot. And that made me think this week about, um, uh, you know, especially with what has occurred uh uh, Naomi Osaka because mm, yes, mm-hmm. you know the thing that I have said is that you know and you saw my tweet this week where I said that pretty much the French Federation tennis uh, came out with what I thought was a BS excuse because you know she came to the French Open stating you know her uh, feelings of not wanting to really speak to the press at this time and that she was going through something. And they sat there, and, and, and I know this is going to be the harshest thing that out there, but you pretty much bullied this lady into pulling out of this tournament because you threatened her with fines, 
and you threatened her with other stuff, and you never sat down and you never talked to her. You know, you didn't say, hey, Naomi, come to us. What's going on? And you just sat on your pulpit and thought, and this is the other thing, too. There's been other people worldwide. I'm not going to mention the person over in the U.K. who was a one-time television person who his opinions don't mean anything anymore. I'm not going to say them by name. But who pretty much automatically just, like, downplayed her concern. And people go through a lot. And to sit there and to downplay what's going on, you know, like I said, when something like that is said, it kind of wakes the conscience. And, yes, you're right. There are a lot of things now where it's very confusing. And it is pretty much what people are like, well, I don't want to hear that if, you know, or that makes me do this. But that may be a small percentage. And like you said, there are others who want to hear that, who use that as their uh, their motivation to continue to do better. But now it's gotten to a point of where the world is kind of like scared to probably even uh, even say hello for fear that it is going to uh, rub someone the wrong way, and it's going to cause you know issues. And I don't know where it stops or how we can get through all of this because, you know, there's no guide to come with people when you <laughs> come up to them. And I guess people who are easily offended by these things, I hope that even from a standpoint of where you are offended, you have to understand that the other person doesn't know any better because that's what they're used to. And if they're not corrected, and if you've got ten people and three people are offended and seven aren't, you kind of have to give the benefit of the doubt that their words aren't coming from a harsh place. And if you get that opinion or if you get someone that's coming to you that's saying these things, I think that you can quickly – there's ways of quickly turning the subject and saying, oh, thanks, and then just leaving it at that, not really talking about it anymore. Because if it's something that's going to affect you, you can even politely say, it's still something I'm kind of working through. And I think people will back off and know not to pursue the rest of that conversation. But I, I think, think the big thing world, with that is just saying something. A, a lot yeah, of people just hold it in and not – talk if it's going to keep you up late at night and you say to me like compliments like that and I know you meant it as a compliment and thank you but that that kind of keeps me up at night because I'm worried then that opens the dialogue to actually speak about it and maybe get to a place where it, you don't have to bring it up again Mm-hmm. But that's dialogue. It's not passive-aggressive. It's not like, hey, just avoid it. It's dialogue. It has to happen. It has to happen. And the thing is that communication is so important, whether you are in, you know, a situation with your loved one or if you are in with a friend or with something else, communication is key. And I can't tell you enough every week, I think I've said on this show, at some point or another, communication and how important it is because it can resolve a lot of things. And when you're able to open that up, and that's why I was like, right now, we're in a world in which nobody listens, but everybody's talking. And 
communication also kind of can come from a listening type of device, I think, in some ways, where everybody has to listen when someone's talking, but you also have to hear your point of view from somewhere else. You know, one of the great things I can always say about all of my friends is that we all have differing opinions, but we all understand each other and we know each other personally. You know, if you, you know, even though you see sometimes in sports where rival teams, fans don't like each other, but I guarantee you that there are probably friends who rib each other because they have, you know, rival uh, uh, people who they cheer for, just like in this city. Cubs fans and Sox fans can be fans. <laughs> it could happen. It can coexist. It could happen. Uh, but we have to be able to talk and coexist and learn why some things are bothering some people and why uh, not like walking on eggshells. I never like the whole thing of walking on eggshells and not really knowing how to talk or how to uh, present something. But on the other end, too, if you're bothered by it, please let someone know so that they can next time maybe know a little better before they go and do the same thing again to someone. So that's pretty much all I was going to say. Um, unless you had something else to add. <laughs> nope. That's, other than Cubs are way better than the Sox, but that's just beside the point. At the end of the day, yeah, it's opinion, and I respect that opinion. But as the one thing, as I always said about the Cubs, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you, we don't care.
is actually it was one of the things that's now kind of off, but uh, the actor uh, Drake Bell, uh, who pled not guilty in an Ohio court after being charged with attempted endangering children and disseminating matter harmful to juveniles, um, which is very disturbing. Um, and mm-hmm. then Simone Biles is trending as she closes out night one on top of the leaderboard after a powerhouse of a performance on the floor uh, and her preparation for the Olympics coming up. So that is one of the bright spots, at least, that we can uh, kind of uh, look forward to. She's been unstoppable here lately. If you are a fan of gymnastics, definitely catch uh, uh, Simone Biles. And then, uh, yeah, so that's a few of the things that's trending on this Friday night. Um, I guess, you know what, what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to do the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I'm going I'm to skip right ahead because we're coming up at the top of the hour here. It is uh, now at 11 o'clock in the east, 10 o'clock uh, here in the Central Standard Time. So we still got one story to go. Uh, but I'm going to do the Urban Dictionary uh, word of the day. And, of course, as you always know, if you guys have listened to this podcast, that the – ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so right that away, interesting. yeah, I'm not for the sake of being PC. I am not even going to do uh, the. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that word, the main word. I'm just going to go to the next one. Uh, so the Urban Dictionary word of the day is bread crumbing. <laughs> Uh, any guesses as to what that could be? <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not as bad as you think it is. But breadcrumbing, for all of you out there who are not as hip and want to go to your parties and be lit, as all you kids want to be, <laughs> uh, breadcrumbing is when the crush has no intentions of taking things further. But they like the attention, so they flirt here or there, send DM or text just to keep the person interested, knowing full well they're staying single. Uh, so one of the sentences that they use then is that, no, Susan, he's breadcrumbing you just so that you'll keep nibbling at his heels. <laughs> yeah. It's also something that people do in Minecraft, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> I only yeah. well, is that uh, <laughs> That's a video game. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a video game, but um <laughs> It's so they know where they've been. Hmm. They leave breadcrumbs so they know where they've been. Hmm. Um and then well there is one that is a swear word and of course you all know it and I rarely if ever swear. Uh Oh, no. <laughs> no. I love uh, you on those. This is what makes this fun because it's so, it's so on point. Like, you don't know what they are. So This is so bad. I'm going to have to mention it, and I swear to you, forgive me. If you don't want to hear it, uh, cover your ears for probably the next minute while we talk about this, but I've never heard of this before. 
I'm going to tiptoe around this as best as I can, and you are going to have to follow along with me. But the word here is mercury retrograde. <sighs> um, it is the act of doing a, mm, let's see, it is the act of doing number two while mooning one or more human beings. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) I'm a 12-year-old boy. Mm. <laughs> and you're gonna love the other word that I just saw here, um, and I won't do it. Um, so yeah, I think at that point I am going to. Uh... Are you calling it a night? <laughs> I'm gonna call it a night on the uh, on the Urban Dictionary words of the day. So you'll have to take those two with you, and you'll have to be happy. And if you want more, of course, you can always go over to our website. And you could probably see exactly what I saw, and then you could probably thank your lucky stars that I did not explain what those words were. Um, <laughs> but one of the final stories that I saw here this week was something from Discover Magazine. And the question comes up, can wearable devices save your relationships? In recent years, health-tracking wearables have become ubiquitous, So what if we could use those devices to track the health of our romantic relationships and prevent conflicts? So pretty much uh, they're saying, you know, hey, if you could pick up on factors like heart rate and sweatiness as well as analyzing the tone and content of what people are saying, how come we can't have wearables equipped with the appropriate algorithms when uh, making strides towards detecting what people are feeling and assessing interactions between romantic partners. In one study, researchers monitored couples during conflict discussions. They measured speech patterns, including pitch and vocal intensity, as well as uh, electrodermal activity, and the minute increases in perspiration that occur when we're excited or anxious or angry, and the decreases that occur when we're calm and content. After the couples engaged in a heated discussion, The researchers plugged those measurements into a formula to get scores for vocal arousal and psychological arousal. Everyone had increases and decreases in arousal during the discussion, but some people's scores often came back to baseline, while other scores seemed to diverge from baseline. So researchers think that coming back to baseline indicates better emotion regulation, which is generally associated with better interpersonal functioning. And in fact, this pattern was associated with greater overall relationship satisfaction. So perhaps wearables that monitor uh, physical and vocal cues when we argue could help inform us about the health of a relationship as a whole. But the goal of these wearables just isn't to inform you that you're good or bad at regulating your emotions, but pretty much a psychology uh, professor at Florida International University hopes that it can be used to detect when a couple is headed for trouble and intervene before things get out of hand. Traditional therapy can provide couples with strategies to deal with conflict in a healthy way, But when you're stressed or angry with your partner, it can be hard not to fall into old patterns of yelling or shutting down or bringing up old issues you've long since resolved. And in your moment of conflict, your therapist isn't there to help you. You're on your own. So pretty much they're saying that that there could be some benefits and some drawbacks to that. 
But yay or nay on the thing of just having one more thing to wear so that we can figure <laughs> out uh, <laughs> how someone's day is going before we decide we want to pick the bear. I mean, if you're having a, a – if you do have a satisfactory relationship, I don't know that you need to wear that because you will automatically – I think humans automatically try to seek uh, equilibrium. And I think we're getting away from we're we're going to the machines to detect those minute you know variations and everything when we used to be able to do it on our own, you know we used to be able to know when a person was angry or upset or what have you and and those things are are a lost art um however, there's some benefits there and i and I'm not gonna deny that, and those benefits are may far outweigh those risks of having that art of being able to do it on your own without a without a uh, a watch or a Fitbit or whatever attached to you um without having that <laughs> it just I don't becomes know. a lost art. I it just keeps coming back to people don't talk to people. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about like, that because I was like now it's going over to a whole realm of electronics that I think that we should be able to decipher that. I mean, if someone has a high-pitched tone and they're kind of talking to you in a way that you never heard before, and if they're talking to you like a sailor and they're really, really mad at you, I think you can detect that without the means of a wearable device. Um, <laughs> so, what? You know, if if you if you want to pay hundreds of dollars for something that you think is going to help you? I agree. Like but there's people out there that use that to their advantage and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dissuade anyone from doing that. Um I'm on the how about you just talk to the partner, talk to your yes. person? Yes. I'm on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I am with you. Talk as well. to the person that's there. Yes. Uh, I I don't know if a wearable device is going to, um, especially when things get heated, if it's going to stop that baking pan from hitting you in the head. So you know, <laughs> at that point, yeah, you know, you, you might, yeah. And if you were wearing a wearable device, here's my question. If you get into the first fight, and even if you make up, if you get into that fight, here's my question. Do you get your money back on a wearable device for not alerting you in time? <laughs> Only if you get hit in the head. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, with that, the old clock on the wall uh, is telling us uh, that we are just about out of time for this edition of page one. But before Aww. we say goodnight, uh, is there any, I know you probably do have one, but is there any shout-outs that you'd like to give? Well, you know what, here's the thing. I know the shout-out you're going to give this week, so even before you give the shout-out, I'm just going to do this. All right, so you can go ahead and give a shout-out for this week. 2021. I, I think I gave the shout out a couple of times already. Um, yeah, so congratulations to the class of 2021, especially the ones that are out here in the uh, 
Las Vegas area specifically for the the school that graduated on Tuesday, that walked on Tuesday, um, 100% graduation rate of that graduating class. So bravo to them. All their seniors graduated and are moving on to bigger and better things, and we'll see where where they uh, lead the country, um, putting that into their hands. Um, There are plenty of people that have birthdays and stuff coming up in June, so happy birthday to the June birthdays. And I'll mm-hmm. say that every week this week this month, and I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. And uh, of course, as always, you can catch uh, all things in regards to this show at our webpage, newscommentblog.com. Uh, Sunday night, don't forget, uh, Jillian Jansen is my guest on the 411 Lounge. And we will see you back here next Friday night. Uh, no shout-outs for me. Uh, I have a few, but I will probably put them on the Twitter page, uh, the Follow Friday page. But, uh, yeah, uh, check out the webpage. Check us out there. I know that you guys are missing one other particular thing, but we're working on uh, some technical things. But I do thank most of you that were able to join us. So, um <laughs> We will try that again sometime soon. Uh, but it was no. fun. It was very fun. It was a lot of fun. I can't I mean, wait it was actually an interesting. Show. Thing. But we're going to work on some things, and then we will definitely. But in the meantime, go follow the page so that when we do go back, you're already there. So, yeah, with that, it's been a wonderful uh, Friday night as always. Like I said, glad to have you back, my friend. And hopefully. Uh, all of you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Stay cool because I know it's starting to get warm out there. But above all, stay safe. Uh, way too much going on. Life is too short. So live every minute and every moment to the fullest. And next Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, we'll be right back here on page one. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next Friday. One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.